Do you know more about Real Housewives than you do about your own family? Do you have strong opinions about Cody Brown's move to Flagstaff? I know I do. If that also sounds like you, then this is the podcast for all your reality TV pleasures. Recaps of episodes, reality TV news, and whatever I may feel like sprinkling in between. Come along with me, your host, Catherine, on my adventures in reality TV. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hope everybody had a lovely week. To my American listeners, I hope you got out and voted in our midterm elections. Congratulations to my home state, Michigan, for voting with sense and uh, securing abortion rights for women in the state. So proud to hear that. Um, And yeah, I think there were some good results overall, but that's not why we're here. We're here to talk all things reality TV. We're going to talk sister wives today. I have kind of like two and a half episodes, uh, eight, nine, and ten, I want to talk about. This is the Super Bowl of this season, I would say. Like, this is the knife in the kidneys, uh, the sacrifices I made for loving you, Cody, that we're going to see. This, the Oscar speech that I'm, I'm pretty sure he has been working on for months, you know, probably since the day Christine told him to pack his shit up and leave, he started this. Um, and like preparing for it, practicing in the mirror. I'm sure he practiced it for his buddy Brian that he just officiated a wedding for a couple of times. Like, hey, you know, do you think I should put more emphasis here? Or should I, you know, that type of stuff. So we'll get into that. Um, I'm going to kind of briefly cover episode eight. Not a ton happens. And I mean, a few things that are good, like Mary and Robin's conversation and making Christine's unhappiness truly all about them and then go into more detail with episode 9 and 10 because that's where we get the conversation between Christine and the wives and Cody about her leaving and we get Cody's blow up so good good stuff in these couple of episodes for sure. So in episode 8 we see that uh, Cody and Janelle no not Cody and Janelle so stupid. Cody and Christine are finally going through his stuff in the garage because um, Christine is packing her shit up. And, you know, if Cody, if she left it up to Cody, his stuff would still be in all the same place in the house. It would have never been packed up. And in Cody's mind, he says that Christine's been hassling him for months to come and pick it up. And, you know, he's busy. He's got work to do. And, you know, he would have never fucking done it. So they essentially go over how they're going to split their assets. Cody assumes they're going to split things 50-50, but, you know, that damn bitch Christine has already sold stuff, so fuck her. And then, you know, he complains that he has no space to put the stuff that he's taken from Christine's because he has four of everything, which he no longer needs four of everything because he doesn't go to Mary's. Janelle's RV is too tiny. And Christine moved him out, so... Okay. And then, this is where Cody is saying, he does this line that we've been hearing a lot in trailers. Of course I have an emotional connection to this house. I have an emotional connection to Christine! It's like, I would fucking hope so. She was only your spiritual wife for 25 years. Like, I swear Cody, sometimes he, like, has these feelings and he doesn't understand why he's having these feelings because... I don't think he does actual real introspection of to like, why am I feeling this way? 
oh, it's because someone I love who I've treated poorly over the years is finally leaving me and I feel shame and hurt and like maybe I did something wrong and it's like too late. But that would be somebody who takes accountability and that's not someone we're dealing with here, okay? So um, pretty much Cody and Christine are agreeing that Christine will sell her house and take the money she makes off of that to go start her new life, buy a house in Utah and leave. And then the family can have money from the land you know, like they can take her portion of Coyote Pass, um, you know, and whatever the equity is that's in that and go from there. And like, I've heard arguments for both of these cases that, oh, this isn't fair. Family money went into buying Christine's house. So that money that, you know, she gets from the equity from selling the house should go back to the family to pay off Coyote Pass. Eh, okay maybe but it's also like the one asset that christine has like why don't you sell robin's house you get a lot of money selling that fucking mansion and put the equity towards it hmm no robin doesn't want to do that i thought she was destined i thought she was so determined to live on coyote pass though oh wait she isn't oh okay <laughs> um and then janelle who i have to say is pretty dumb for moving on to the land with her RV and I don't want to say I agree with Cody but no it, it's not turning out to be the best idea but she agrees that you know the family gave money both to Christine and to Robin to buy both their houses um, and their equity the equity in her stake in Coyote Pass is about the same as in her house so there you go Christine thinks this is a pretty clean and easy you get this I get this move on type of thing of course Cody is hemming and hawing and Christine at one point brings up like, oh, well, if technically we were legally married and he wanted to split 50-50 of all of our assets, does that mean I get 50-50 of the house that he shares with Robin? Do I get 50-50 of any of his business stuff? So what does he mean? And of course, in Cody's mind, well, no, that doesn't fucking mean that. <laughs> uh, he's just like, oh, I want the bedroom set and all this type of shit like that she's selling because Cody is like, oh, that's worth money. And, you know, I should be getting that $400 for a bedroom set or whatever the fuck she's selling it for on the Facebook marketplace. Who knows? Anyways, um, so Co Christine tells Cody she's selling her bedroom set, whatever. She does that. And then um, we go to Janelle at the RV. She's having a lot of troubles. Shocker, it's not very easy to live with, live in. Because, like, she's getting all of her power from a generator. I don't know, does that generator run on gas? What, how often does it need to be refilled? You know, like, and then they have a water tank that they have to fill up with, like, eight massive jugs of water that maybe lasts them, like, a day and a half if they're being conservative. That is not meant for living in day to day that's meant for going on a camping trip that's meant for when you're not spending all day living in the trailer that's meant for when you're like eating and sleeping in the trailer and like uh, yeah yeah i don't want to agree with cody but he was right he was kind of right anyways so <laughs> cody says like it's an inconvenience and a new problem every day at the trailer and we see him he's like bringing out some hose and bucket thing to help filling 
to help with like filling the water tank in the RV. And, uh, you know, he's pretty much hemming and hawing about why he's got to fucking be there. And so Cody says he doesn't want to tell Janelle he told her so, which I find very surprising because in his eyes, you just see all the time. You can just see the desire to tell somebody I told you so in Cody. But um, he thinks this whole thing is just sad. And it's like, well, if it's really that sad, why didn't you do anything to like, I don't know. I know Janelle kind of like bought this RV on a whim and it wasn't a great idea, especially living long term and like over the winter coming and winter is coming. So, and then also too, Janelle tells us that Savannah is struggling. So like, she doesn't think this is really going to be sustainable for their family and like happiness unless they get on building. Um, And that's not going to happen because they have to pay off Coyote Pass, which they're not going to be able to do. Um, so the big highlight of this episode, and then kind of the rest of this is not that important, I guess, but Robin goes over to Mary's house um, to pretty much gaslight her into only considering Robin's feelings and all of this and uh, to stay in the family. And Robin keeps saying, like, there's a heavy weight between them because, you know, the family's just getting messed with like crazy. Her phrasing of things is so weird. Um And then Robin pretty much starts off their conversation by calling out that Mary didn't say much when Christine was telling the family about her leaving initially. And Mary says in Talking Head she didn't trust herself to say anything nice. Shocker. First time you've ever actually acknowledged that. But, um, and then this is a weird thing. Like, in one point they're explaining the relationships, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Cody has four wives. But the wives have a sister-wives relationship romantic relation or a sister-wise relationship but not a romantic relationship and i'm like after 17 seasons does anybody think that's like why it was such a weird clip to leave in i don't know why but it was just like okay nobody thought that but um so robin you know starts off complaining to mary that like cody and christine didn't fight for it you know cody wasn't sleeping on the couch like he told her to he she told him to and you know mary says this is such a mirror because obviously cody didn't care to fight for her either no he didn't mary and you still haven't taken that as a fucking hint (laughs) um You know, and Mary, of course, is being all dramatic and making this, you know, saying she thinks this whole thing is a lie now because Christine's leaving. You know, God forbid, Christine, who got married to Cody at 21, you know, her feelings may change after 28 years and she may not want the same things that she wanted at 21. God, who who'd have thunk? (laughs) And then Mary has the audacity to wonder why Christine never came to talk to Mary about it. Why would Christine... Well, for one thing, we do actually see a scene. Well, well, this was a few seasons back when they were talking in Coyote Pass. And Christine wanted to move back to Utah because polygamy was decriminalized. And she runs off and she tells Mary, I can't be married to Cody anymore. She talked to you about this. And then what did Mary's do? Look at the mountain. Stuff your misery down like a gas tank. Oh, just down, down, down. Forget your misery, Christine. Look at the mountain. That's why she didn't come and talk to you about it, Mary, you dum-dum. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, you know, Mary, of course, the the martyr, because, you know, in her mind, 
it's so obvious mary is like what 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 am i supposed to do congratulate christine because she's choosing to not be miserable anymore you know she mary of course is the one that's sticking around even when things get tough even when you can damn well tell that your husband doesn't want anything to fucking do with you you are you know you're sticking in or out but everyone else they're changing their minds because it's getting hard is what she says okay <laughs> janelle in a talking head is like the only person that has the sanity to be like why would you stay and like yes you put in an investment into the family it doesn't take away from that like if you're miserable though why would you stay exactly um and like mary says again you know cody gave up on her and mary and cody says he didn't give up on the relationship it was untenable and unstable and uh you know they can get along but they can't be married mary do you hear that you will never get back together with cody and in the conversation mary says to robin you know she's asked all the time why do you stay why do you stay with him it won't work out and she says you know she prays on it and meditates on it and always comes back to peace with it okay sure <laughs> i think it's because you want to stay in the you want that sister wives check let's be real you know and of course robin is like looking at mary like the abandoned puppy like she belongs with us you know stick it out stick it out with me okay oh my god it's just so and like of course robin goes into this whole thing of you know I want Christine to be happy. You know, and I saw that look in her eye when she was telling us that she's, you know, she's done. She's gone. And Robin brings it back to, you know, she was uh, divorced before. And that's what I'm thinking to myself. Robin, why aren't you understanding this more if she would do this? Because you have been in a situation where your marriage was unrepairable. And so you got a divorce and you know the pain of being in a bad relationship. So what? You think that Christine should do it because what? She's not justified in her pain. You, in Robin's mind, she was the only one justified to get a divorce, you know? And that's what is always, she keeps bringing it back to of like, well, I know this feeling. I know. And divorce is hard. And it's like, well, that doesn't mean that you're the only one that's allowed to get one, Robin. Like, okay and you know mary just kind of looks at her like yeah you've been through it too huh you know and i'm so over the two of them and they're fucking bitching back and forth together acting like the whole world's pitted against them to make their fucking lives terrible no how about your sister wife has been really really fucking hard like hurting for years and has been in a very bad relationship with your two's husbands well i won't say mary's husband we'll get into that later but like get out of here you two this literally christine leaving cody has no effect on either of their lives robin and christine are not close their kids do not interact at all and they don't do anything in flagstaff especially since covid and then mary is has no children around in town and mary they didn't even see Mary for a long time when she was uh, during COVID. She was just sitting in her house by herself. And she, half the time she's going back and forth now to Parowan for her girlfriend, Jen, who's like running her B&B. So like literally Christine leaving does not affect their lives at all. The only way it affects them is that Cody is a pissy mood. And so they have to deal with it. Cool. 
But this idea of like, oh, she's ruining the big picture, the big picture. They always love to bring up this big picture. It's a picture, but they love to call it the big picture. Their Utah accents. Um, But like, it's so ridiculous. This idea of thinking Robin and Mary are going to be so, their lives and their day-to-day presence is going to be so changed. Because the two of them barely hang out. I bet this is the first conversation they've had in sitting down probably mm, alone in like three years. I think they've probably had three of these conversations total since they've moved to Flagstaff. I'm going to say it. Like, I just, it's so stupid. And the idea, and, and it goes to show just like the selfishness and how much it's about me, 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 me with Robin. You know, me. Because I was the one that got divorced and I know how bad it is. And so you can't do it. You know, you can't ruin this family because I want this family structure. My kids need this family structure. Fuck your happiness. Oh, God. This, that conversation really infuriated me. Because it was just like... Not taking into account any of Christine's experience. Any of her feelings. It's all, you know how we have been hurt by this because she's just throwing this family away. Not taking into account, Mary, don't you forget that uh, Christine only babysat all of the fucking kids growing up for, I don't know, like 20 years, your child included? Well, what, you went and worked or do, did whatever the fuck you did? Because you sure as hell weren't there every day. So what, she's just throwing the family away? It never mattered to her? Like, get the fuck out of here, you fucking idiot. Mm, 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 mm. I shouldn't call her that. That's mean. But anyways, like, get out of here. The rest of episode eight, um, not too much happens. Cody goes on a road trip or is coming back from a road trip with his best friend Brian, the one that he was a dick for at uh, his wedding, you know, and they talk about how Cody was stupid for asking him if he was sure to get married and yada 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 whatever um and then the other big thing is isabel is finally moving to north carolina and we see them packing up her car and getting ready to leave poor truly is stuck in the back of that car like crammed to the brim with all of isabel's shit and their like suitcases and everything so uh truly and christine are gonna go with isabel and drive from flagstaff to north carolina and get her settled in to maddie and caleb's house maddie and caleb are well maddie is janelle's daughter and then caleb's her husband who oof, it's unfortunate the years was happening to caleb caleb used to be not that bad looking but not so much anymore it's too bad <laughs> um you know and of course cody doesn't want to come and poor Isabella in a talking head during this she's like yeah my dad isn't coming you know he's got other kids here in Flagstaff and you know COVID is still happening you know trying to come up and make it seem nice for the talking head about why he's not coming and Cody says in a talking head like he just doesn't want to spend time with Christine or travel with Christine it's like well for one thing there was no fucking room in that car anyways for you to be with them because it's packed to the brim poor truly you know, good, she's probably holding on to the door handle, making sure it doesn't open. It's busting out so much. So it's like, fly out there. Fucking drive in your own truck. You're the one that loves driving and says it's so meditative when you were driving to your friend's wedding. But no, of course not. And like, the episode ended with Christine being like, 
you know, it's sad. The kids aren't going to know the real, the good parts of their dad because there is so much good to him. And I'm like, what kind of weird Stockholm Syndrome flashback is this, Christine? Like, Cody, Cody could have showed his good side. He's just not fucking around, but okay. <laughs> and, you know, Isabella's uh, upset and kind of, you know, she's getting scared. She's driving off. I remember feeling this way. Shit, very, a lot older than Isabella. I was like 26, 27 when I moved out of state and driving and being like, oh my God, oh my God, this is happening. Um, and yeah, and Isabel knows like it's going to be a probably a long time until she sees her dad. Like she's not going to be coming back to Flagstaff. Like who's she going to see there? I mean, I guess she has Gwendolyn there, but Gwendolyn would probably trip for like holidays and stuff would probably travel up to Utah where a lot of her family is. And like, you know, and poor Isabel is kind of like, I don't know when I'm going to see you next, dad. Love ya. <laughs> and yeah, she's off to North Carolina. And that's where the next episode, episode nine, kind of goes into. And we start back off with Christine and Isabel and Truly are traveling through the country. You know, they took a few days, stopped in some cities. We see him doing some hotel shenanigans and all that type of stuff. You know, Truly and Isabel have gotten really close over the year. And, you know, especially theory during the stuff going on with Christine and Cody, you know. And Isabel will be living with Maddie and Caleb, and she's excited about it because they have a good relationship. Oh, that's sad. And, like, Janelle even makes a point in a talking head, like, Isabel hasn't seen a good relationship between her parents in a long time, and that's just sad. And, like, it really is a point that we hear a lot throughout this of, like, Isabel really had to be there for her mom this last year. And, you know, it was kind of hard and emotional being in the house and living at home. Christine was going through it and sought out Isabel. And Isabel, like, is telling us this in the talking head. And she's like, which wasn't a bad thing. And I feel so bad for Isabel because you could tell she's like, she wants to say, like, this was not great, and my mom was really having a tough time and relied a lot on me emotionally, and it shouldn't have been the case, but she also wants to be, like, understanding, and that's, that's gotta be tough. Um, you know, and also Isabel makes a point, because they're showing them in the hotel, I kind of jumped a little forward here, but they're in the hotel, and Truly tells Christine that, you know, she still doesn't really want to move. But Truly kind of gets that, like, she doesn't want to move, but she doesn't really have a choice. So they're going to have to. And Isabel says, like, it's hard for kids not to see a functioning relationship between their parents. And, like, they had their graduate, she had her graduation party, like, two months ago at this point. And so that will probably be the last time they're together as, like, family, family. So Isabel thinks, like, it would probably be good for Truly to see Aspen and Mitch together and McKelty and Tony who have healthy relationships. And that's why Isabel's excited to move to North Carolina. That's so sad. She's essentially like, I want to escape and see healthy relationships that my siblings have been able to establish and my parents don't have. Ugh. We see Hunter came to Maddie's. He lives in Baltimore? I guess, I think he goes to John Hopkins. Uh, which good for him. John Hopkins is a very prestigious school. Um, and so he doesn't want any of them to come visit him, which I'm curious why Baltimore can be nice. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't, 
<laughs> so he comes to Maddie's and they visit, having dinner together and stuff while she's while uh, Isabel's settling in. And, you know, it's very obvious Christine is very close with Janelle's older kids still. So they've always worked well as a team, Christine and Janelle, and I imagine that will still be the case. Especially, like, based on what we've seen on social media and stuff, those, the girls are hanging still, okay? There's nothing breaking Christine and Janelle apart. Um, so, yeah, I already went through, like, Isabel saying that the last year had been really hard emotionally and Christine depended on her a lot. That's tough. And Christine told, says in a talking head, she wanted to come back and visit, like, in a month or so. And Isabel told her no, because if she did come back so soon, she would just go back with her. And she wouldn't stay. So, you know, she said, you need to stay and maybe come back at Christmas or I'll come home at Christmas. And then, you know, we need some space and some time. And Isabel says it would be good for Christine to, like, live by herself and not need her, frankly. Because Isabella's like, Mom, I want to go to college. Like, it's time for me to be in my life and do my life, okay? Christine says it keeps her up at night, thinking about how she's changing the big family picture for Truly, and that it's not the same family picture her older kids and the wives older kids had. You know, the older kids had a big glass picture. You know, it was a nice bulbous bottom, nice sturdy handle. And, you know, now Truly's got, like, a, one of those plastic pictures that you make, like, that shitty Kool-Aid in. You know? That's the big picture. <laughs> um, so then we get this weird fucking thing off in Parowan, Utah, to see Mary and her, I don't know, okay, BFF Jen, she calls her. And I guess they have Friday with Friends on Mary's Instagram Good thing I'm busy at work on Fridays or something because I have not seen that and I don't think I would maybe be as entertained with it as Mary seems to be entertained by it. But they are filming a conversation of them just being silly because Mary says that's what they do best. And we see some flashbacks and Mary saying, you know, my family's being really weird right now so I don't have those kind of relationships with my family anymore. Uh, I used to, and so flashbacks of her and Christine and her and Janelle being fun together. And Okay, I'm sure that was really genuine, Mary. And Jen is a friend of hers, uh, you know, that pretty much took the spot. And she knows everything about Mary's life and her situation with Cody. And then also, like, Jen knew everything during her catfishing situation. Uh, and somehow, I guess, Jen is moving from Oregon to Texas and stopped in Utah with her kids, and they decided to stay for a while. Does, does she have jobs? Do these kids have school? I mean, I guess it's over the summer. I'm, I'm just curious how, like, oh, let's stop and see you in Utah on our way to moving from Oregon to Texas, and then we're just going to stay here. That's why part of me thinks maybe is Mary and Jen a little... You know, I mean, God bless. Mary needs some happiness in her fucking life. And I'm like, Mary has a big smile on her face when Jen is around. And, I mean, I love my girlfriends. I love my best friends. Um, but I think we're having a little bit more Friday fun with friends than what we're seeing on Instagram. I'm just going to put it that way, okay? Okay. 
Cody says that he knows Jen and that she's very loyal, but uh, he doesn't know if she's a good advice giver because he doesn't know. He doesn't talk to Mary. And Cody elaborates that Mary having strained relationships with pretty much all of the family has definitely put her in a bad position. Oh, how about that? How about that? And this is kind of the part where I'm like, mm, this is cre- this is so cringy. Mary and Jen are laughing like idiots into this camera and being like, oh, we're BFFs. We're not sister wives because, you know, you wait, does that mean we can't be BFFs and sister wives? <gasps> Sorry, Robin. <laughs> what the fuck is it? Okay, this is bizarro over there. And I'm like, Mary, I don't think you're as funny as you think you are, but okay. And so, of course, we hear in a talking head, Robin says, you know, you have to work at BFF sister wives relationships. And, you know, it's obvious we don't have that right now. We're really jealous when we see other people have that, but we don't. Um, And then this part I felt bad. And I was also kind of like, Mary, take the fucking hint. And she's telling us in a talking head that Jen pretty much dropped everything for her when Mary's mom died. And she tells she goes on saying that like Jen was really there for Mary and none of the family really did the same. And like we see lots of pictures of Mary and Jen together and Mary says it feels good to matter to somebody. And that's where I'm kind of like, Mary, are you in love with Jen? Because like she's very much kind of like i wish my family i wish my husband that i'm sticking around for for some fucking reason would be like this for me huh i don't but yeah um and mary says she likes having jen around for multiple reasons okay (laughs) um and yeah so i guess like jen is gonna manage the in for a few months or something and help mary out since mary's mom has passed away and that's what she did before okay again i asked the question like weren't you on your way to moving to texas like are your kids staying there too what about your husband don't you because she mentions like mary mentions like oh when my mom died like jen dropped everything it was covid she had her husband's watch her kids and she came to just be with me like a good friend because i mattered and it's like so is she just dropping everything for months to okay i mean i'm happy like it's great that mary has a friend who's willing to do that because she doesn't have any fucking family that's willing to so i just i have questions anybody that stayed at lizzie's heritage inn recently give me a shout out let me know what's happened anybody uh doing the forty five hundred dollar retreat in parawan to stay with with um mary did you did anybody see that no nobody wants to spend six grand to go to the middle of nowhere utah no i guess i guess we're just missing out huh (laughs) so now we are back in flagstaff and we find out that christine's house was put on the market and it has sold remember this is last year 2021 so the housing market is hot housing houses are expensive and hard to come by so it went quick and christine tells us that cody knows but she needs to now tell the sister wise because she is going to be moving in like a week (laughs) since her her house is under contract um and again truly doesn't really want to move but she's accepting it because she doesn't really have a have a choice and christine says that cody hasn't even been around like she thinks 
it's kind of stupid that he didn't want to come and help them move, didn't want to help Isabel move, didn't help Gwendolyn move in town in Flagstaff. And they've been home from North Carolina for three days and he hasn't been around to see them at all. But Christine's taking Truly away from him. Remember that. Uh, And Cody makes excuses for this saying because he doesn't want to be around Christine and he doesn't have a room made up for Truly. So that just means he shouldn't see her at all, right? That means like, oh, fuck it. I don't have a room made up for her. So I guess we can't hang out. I guess I can't like take her out to a movie or, you know, nothing. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, Christine moves, meets with her real estate agent. Her real estate agent is kind of like rubs it in a bit about how much she's leaving behind in Flagstaff. Like, oh, you have so much here, you know, the other wives and lots of kids. And Christine acknowledges that like, it's going to be kind of a, a messy break, but it's scary and exciting, intimidating, but you know, whatever. <laughs> she's ready, baby. And Christine says she was 21 when she got married and she's 49 now moving on. And, you know, she knows she's moving towards something better and that's enough for her. That's enough for her, okay? Oh, Christine. Um, and yeah, she's just hoping Mary, or uh, yeah, Mary, Janelle, and Robin understand or at least listen to her when she tells them about the news. And, you know, she just hopes that they don't hate her, which that's a sad feeling that she's like i just don't want you to hate me so now we get to the conversation and this is where the the knife and the kidneys conversation starts um and we get a little bit we have to kind of go through a lot until we get to that point but oh baby when we get to it it's good oh it's good anyways so mary janelle robin and cody show up to christine's to talk They kind of get in their big tribal circle with their lawn chairs on the back deck at Christine's. And Christine acknowledges in a talking head that this is kind of like pulling the rug out from underneath them. So I will say she does understand like, oh, hey, you know, this is a big thing. And Janelle's suspicious. She knows that people have been coming in and out of the house and she thinks that the house has been sold. And of course, Robin is just so scared. She's scared. And then Mary is emotional and angry because Christine left and she's just stuck here miserable because she chooses to not leave. And then, of course, Cody is just angry at everything. So Christine now tells the wives, you know, I'm moving in a week. We're done. And Janelle immediately is happy for her and says she's really glad she was worried that the housing market would slow down. Uh, Where would it ever slow down in 2021? But whatever. And then Cody in a talking head is like, I don't get why Janelle is happy. I don't understand her thinking. Because she doesn't want Christine to be fucking miserable forever, you dipshit. But, okay. Um, And then Christine found a house in Utah. So she's moving in a week, baby. Sayonara. Flagstaff who? She's out of here. And Robin says in a talking head, this is like she just got pushed out of an airplane and she wasn't ready. (laughs) Yes, this is what it's like for you, Robin. Your life is going to change so much, like I said. Um, and then Cody says this weird thing. He's like, I don't want to express my undying love for Christine right now because I don't even like her. What? But no one is asking you to express your undying love to her. She's leaving. <laughs> and then this is where we get Mary's bitter little talking head. And she's saying, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to this right now. Like, congratulations, you're leaving the family. 
She claims that she doesn't feel jealous of Christine leaving. And Mary says in her own words that her strength is sticking around to see if things could work out with Cody. But she isn't pining away for it. What is... You're sticking around. What is that if not pining away for Cody to take you back or to want to be with you? You are the most pathetic person in the world, Mary. Stop it. Stop it. Listen to yourself. Listen to Cody. Because it gets really good later on when he says something in. Something about Mary and his not marriage. Um, And then Janelle asks Christine in the conversation how Truly is doing. And Christine says she's upset, but, you know, she's adjusting. And this is where Cody butts in and says that Truly seemed more upset about having to move than them being divorced. And Cody said it was kind of news to him because he found out they were already divorced, according to Christine, when he talked to Truly. And Christine was like, how was that news to you, bro? (laughs) Like, okay. And, you know, Christine rightfully is like, are you kidding me? You... Like, why are you acting so surprised right now? And Cody is mad that Truly is okay with them getting a divorce. And Cody says something like, what kind of kid is okay with their parents getting a divorce? It's like, well, maybe the kids that you're never around for anyways. So, like, and maybe kids that know their parents are unhappy, so they don't want them to remain unhappy. Like, this whole idea of what kind of kid is getting, like, Christine must have fucked these kids up if they're okay with us getting a divorce. Okay. So, you know, Cody then keeps going off saying they never made an official agreement or signed anything. And, you know, they definitely never went to their church to ask for a divorce. Remember, at one point, these people were religious. (laughs) Uh, Or to see if they're even allowed a divorce. Which is just another great way to keep women oppressed and stuck in patriarchal marriages like polygamy in the FLDS allowed a divorce get out of here and then Robin chimes in in the conversation and she says that you know they still have to go to their church to get an approval and that Christine you know just saying that they're divorced is invalidating their beliefs okay Robin oh your poor beliefs so invalidated When's the last time you went to church, Robin? When's the last time you opened the Book of Mormon? Please tell me. When? Because you can't get up before noon, honey. And I think church service uh, starts well before that. So Robin then says, um, you know, they usually require counseling, meetings, etc. Pretty much things to just keep a woman strung along and stuck with a man for longer and longer instead of building her independence and leaving an abusive or uh, situation that doesn't serve her anymore. And that um, pretty much until Christine gets it in with another guy, she's not divorced technically. Uh, Where is this rule? So essentially Christine has to like have sex with another dude and then she's finally divorced from Cody. Like, well, if that's all it takes, then fine. She'll be off in Utah in no time. That will end it. (laughs) And then Janelle, of course, the one sane person in all of this again says, as far as she knows, it just has to be recognized. But like, you know, Christine left the faith, so really those rules don't apply. Like, if you aren't part of their faith anymore, why do you have to go and ask that church for, like, you don't have a legal document. Christine's not in the faith, and so they're divorced. Like, why is there not, why is there an issue with that? Oh, wait, because there isn't. And legally, there is nothing tying them together. Sorry, Cody, but that's the, that's the bummer of spiritual marriage, I guess. 
<laughs> now, this is where we get some good stuff. Not the knife and the kidneys that's yet to come in, um, in soon. That's in the next episode. Oh my gosh, this is a, a long doozy, eh? But this is good. And I'm talking about with Mary. Mary says, you know, this is closure for Christine. But what's Cody just supposed to go along and be okay with this? Mary says that they are kind of in the same situation too. And they aren't legally married anymore. Because remember, Mary and Cody got divorced so that Cody could marry his actual true love and the, the woman that he's in a monogamous marriage with, Robin. Um, but Mary still leaves the door open for Cody to make their relationship better. And he says he doesn't. So does that mean they aren't married anymore? Because she considers them to still be married. This, I know, is why Mary is so fucking pissed and angry that Christine is leaving. And Cody is upset she's leaving, too. And it's like, Mary, it's so obvious. You are so mad that Christine is actually leaving. And Cody is upset by it. And then Cody in a talking head says... That he does not consider himself married to Mary anymore. Cody says it himself. Cody has just done that to you, Mary. Cody has just said, we're divorced, hon. Has he gone to a church and asked for it? Did you guys go talk to your preacher, your pastor, your rabbi of the FLDS? No. No. And Cody then goes on to say, if she decided to take another lover and leave the family, he wouldn't be that upset. Mary. Mary, do you hear me in Parowan or Flagstaff, wherever the fuck you are? Do you hear this? This man does not want you back. He does not want to be married to you, Mary. Stop sticking around. Go be happy with Jen. Go be happy. And he says, Cody says he doesn't think they can ever be functional or he can ever be emotionally safe with her. <laughs> and this is why... Mary in my, I, it's like, Mary, get some fucking dignity. Oh, look at, the, I hope, I want to know what Mary thought when she saw this clip and when she was watching this two weeks ago. If she watches, I want to know. I hope, because she, uh, according to her Instagram, she's been off, you know, she's been with all of her Lululemon friends. She's on a plane. She's on a boat. She's jet setting. She's doing all this type of stuff. But yet you still consider yourself married to Cody and are still hanging around Flagstaff for what? Okay. Cody then says the difference between him and Christine and him and Mary is that his and Mary's relationship had unraveled over years. So essentially he was able to keep Mary um, in a downward spiral of misery and Christine just was able to cut ties and be like, no, I want to leave you and I'm not going to just string this along. <laughs> So essentially, that's the biggest difference is that Mary chooses to not stay miserable where Mary does. Okay. <laughs> so Cody says, um, again, he dragged it out for so long. He's sad that he did. This is in the conversation. And Janelle says, whoa, she's, you know, everything they did over the years shows how much work they put into this. And, you know, Janelle may have made a terrible choice buying that RV. And maybe she isn't as smart with money as we've thought so much over the years but she does make a good point that like hey you guys did try for a long time and it goes to show how much effort you did put into this like you're not just throwing in the towel the first sign of a bad 
like of a hiccup or something. And Janelle makes a point like they've made a group of cohesive kids. And this is where Cody goes in more about how that isn't the case because I guess Leon wasn't meshing with the kids. And then, of course, Peyton isn't meshing with the kids. Hint, because bigot, because Peyton's a fucking bigot. And you should see some of the fucking Blue Lives Matter bullshit he pop. I'm not a fan of uh, Peyton's politics or views on the world. Let's let's keep it that way. Um, and I think that's a big reason why Peyton isn't meshing with the kids. Um, and then, of course, Robin's oldest kids are being shunned and just cast aside like the lepers of the family and janelle says that cody is always myopic when it comes to this stuff because he literally only looks at things through the lens of robin's family yup and you know she really doesn't know why robin's kids feel slighted or shunned because they all interact like when they're together and it seems like the kids are really welcoming i mean i don't want to say like oh the kids feel robin's kids feelings aren't um valid but I feel like Robin maybe elevates that and maybe blows it a little out of proportion or maybe hammers in that division into those kids to make them feel like they're shunned. Just a theory. Just a theory. And, you know, in Cody's mind, he and his kids with Robin are always connecting and there's this energy of connection. Energy of connection in their house. And, you know, Robin communicates with her kids, uh, and her kids communicate with him, and they involve him, you know? They involve him in their lives. Maybe it's because you're at their house every day. Maybe that's why, you know? It's hard to kind of communicate and be involved with your kids, with your other families, when you don't see them. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. (laughs) Um, You know... They hope they can be together for holidays. Janelle is like, you know, I I had some time to cuddle with baby Avalon, who is McKelty's kid that we saw born a few episodes ago. And, you know, she's like, we can make this work. We could could really make this work. Sure. I think they can. I mean, at least with Janelle and Christine, they've been able to. And, you know, Christine has obviously made it very, she's putting up her boundaries and has said, you know, I'm not very close with you. Christine and uh, Mary and Robin. So, you know, I need some space and some time, but, you know, give me time and and I'll start talking and we can kind of see where things go. Sure. And that comes later. Um, so Cody keeps saying he can't figure out why he's so angry and he's just been getting clued into this, you know, and Christine has had all this time to talk about it and, you know, he's just... All of this is being sprung on this. Again, in Cody's mind, all of this has been sprung on him. And we hear that Maddie is the one that Christine was telling or talking about leaving Cody to for a long time. And Christine says, like, well, you just hear these things from the grapevine. Why didn't you come to the source? Because Cody makes it out to be that Christine has been running her mouth, going to everybody that will listen and saying, I'm leaving your dad. I'm leaving Cody. He's a piece of shit. When really what it is, is that they are asking him. And Cody says, you know, Christine's been talking to his kids for a long time about leaving. And he's always been there. You know, COVID may have changed things, but he was always here. And, you know, Christine, he doesn't say this, but he's like, you know, she's just a bitch in his eyes, you know, because she sprung this on him. <laughs> it's like, 
And then Cody goes in to say, you know, if, if the kids think that Christine should leave him, then she must be telling the kids that she's in a loveless marriage. It's like maybe they're just observing it with their own eyes because they're adults now and in their own healthy relationships. And I bet the older kids are going, wait, this is not how my parents functioned. Christine, are you sure you're happy? <laughs> like, wow, what a concept, huh? So Cody eventually turns this into a he said, she said, who said, and is pressing Christine being like, who said this to you? Who is asking you about why you wanted to stay? All this type of stuff. And Christine is like, I'm not going to throw somebody on their bus. Like, what the fuck? And Cody's like, no, it's important. I think we should know who. And Janelle chimes in saying, no, I don't think it's really that important. And so Christine says, it's one of your kids, Cody. It's one of your older kids. Does that work for you? And that kind of shuts Cody up a little bit. And Robin now, for some reason, gets a little spark in her ass and asks Christine why the kids would be asking her about that. Why she, Why is she staying? And Christine says it's because the kids have seen how separated they've all been in Flagstaff. And in Robin's mind, that's the family culture, not the individual relationships. And Christine says that the kids even pointed out that they've noted noticed things weren't good and they were distant in Vegas. Robin all of a sudden is like appalled by this and then actually tells Christine that that is a lie. And I, somehow, it turns up that like Robin misinterprets what Christine is saying because of course Robin makes it all about herself and how everyone is against her and Cody's relationship. And, you know, she then goes on and on saying that's bullshit because, you know, she saw the dates that Cody and Janelle went on and how they were working on their marriage in Vegas. Um, you know, so unless that was all an act, well, you know, I don't know. And so Robin is essentially going off, taking it as like Christina saying, oh, all of the relationships were bad except Robin and Cody's, which she was not saying. And Robin takes it that... Christine, you know, is trying to say everything was great with you and Cody, but everything sucks for us. And even Mary says in a talking head that Robin is misunderstanding what Christine is saying. And Christine is just quoting questions that were asked of her, like why she's staying with Cody. And, you know, Christine tells him pretty much like, I've tried for a long time. And Janelle agrees. They had problems for a while. And of course, Robin is just like, well, I had no idea. What? I never knew any of this. It's like, yeah, because you don't give a fuck, Robin. You pretend that you care when the cameras are around. Shut up! Um, and Janelle is like, this is really fucking weird to see this interchange and them essentially just invalidate Christine's feelings like this. And, you know, Christine says, you know, we have communicated about this. And Robin's like, oh, I thought you guys didn't communicate, though. You don't talk. So, you know, how have you communicated about the problems? Okay. Okay, Miss Robin. Where the fuck is this coming from? Oh, you guys don't... She's got some fucking sass to her right now. And it's like, where did all this big fucking energy come from? Mm-mm-mm. Cody's probably going to go home and be like, oh, that was so fucking hot when you did that. Ugh. So, um, you know, of course, Cody argues they haven't had good communication at all. You know, it's, of course, just been Christine deciding everything and... You know, Cody wanted her, Christine wanted him moved out of the house. Christine moved his stuff out. Christine wants a divorce. All Christine's fault. 
And poor Cody has no choice in any of it. Um, and so then Robin is continuing to go off and she says, well, fine, you can say your relationship sucked with Cody, but don't lump everyone else's into it and just say that we were the good ones. And Christina's like, I never said that. Like, I don't know. I'm sorry if I made you feel that way. Uh, but that was not what I said. And pretty much Robin like tucks her tail in between her legs and is like, oh, well, well, it seemed like that's what you were saying. And in a group, in a talking head, she's like, I don't understand how I, how I misunderstood that. It's like, yeah, because you were just making it about yourself. That's why you misunderstood it. And you're projecting all your feelings because you know, you know that you are his favorite. And you know that everyone else's relationships are fucked up. And so you're projecting that onto Christine, Robin. It's so obvious, baby. It's so obvious. Psychology 101, baby should know it. So this is what gets Cody just starting to stir in his, you know, he says it's been 12, 11 years that they've been public and that they've been trying to convince the world that they have something legitimate. It's like, why does it matter what the public thinks? Like, it's what your church th thought, I, I thought, right? Um, and Cody in a talking head says, you know, they've tried so hard to have the public accept and love their family and just in a moment, she decides that they're divorced and it delegitimizes everything he worked so hard for. Quote on, emphasis on he, because it's never they or all of us or we, it's only Cody. Cody is the only person who has worked so hard for this. None of his wives, um, the 25 years that Christine really tried to make it work and all this type of stuff is for nothing. He was the one that worked really hard for this, guys. Remember that. So the episode ends. Christine is in a talking head, and she says she knew by leaving Cody it would be public, and she was worried that, you know, she would come off as a fraud, but she is leaving the marriage with a clean conscience. She knows she has done everything she can to try and make this work, and if people want to think otherwise, she can't do anything about that. Y'all want to suck? Suck. <laughs> You know, and she goes on to say being a mom is the most important thing to her. So, you know, with a clear conscience, being married to someone um, that had favorites and makes it very known. <coughs> Look at you, Robin. Uh, and it's breaking her kid's heart. So she had to stand with them. And she wanted to leave Cody for them. And that's powerful, baby. That's powerful. And from there, Christine kind of gets upset and stands up and... It ends with her kind of walking away from the talking head couch. Um, and so that is the end of episode nine. And episode 10, which is our most recent one that came out today as I'm recording this. Oh my gosh, we're already an hour in and I'm just now getting into episode 10. Just now the knife and the kidneys. Um, so yeah, we are now back in this conversation to start episode 10 off. We start back with pretty much Cody saying that uh, back when they had the conversation, gosh, this is pre-COVID. Well, maybe it was, they were all sitting like six feet apart. But anyways, this is a while back um, that pretty much Christine realized she didn't want to be married to Cody when he told her he didn't want to move to Utah again. So remember, uh, Utah came up because polygamy was decriminalized. Christine hated it in Flagstaff. All their family was in Utah. And in her mind, she thought that Cody made it seem like he was also very interested in moving back to Utah. 
and was like, oh, bring it up to the family. And then when she did, he was like, yeah, no, I don't see that happening. And <laughs> it's like, I, I, <laughs> that was also the scene that Mary says, you know, go look at the mountain and, you know, stuff like that. And pretty much Cody denies that he was ever giddy and excited about this. And, and Christine's like, fine, I guess I just remembered it the wrong way then. Whatever. And Robin asks Cody if he was open to moving U to Utah. And he says, eh, I don't really want to move, but I want to live in Utah. And <laughs> it's like, okay, so what did you tell Christine then? And then this is interesting because this is where Cody really starts to lean into giving Christine the shit and being a a dick, a proper dick. He goes into Christine's intro line. He says, for a long time, each wife had their own line in the intro of the episode. And Christine's was, I wanted the family. I wasn't about the man. And Cody quotes this and he says, the problem is that Christine became more about the man and not the family. Okay. And he then accuses that Christine was only interested in what Cody was as a resource to her and that she wasn't actually about the family. Now, remember, this is Christine who was literally like the at-home daycare for all of their kids for years and then would also go and work at night to make sure that there was money to go and to provide for the family. But according to Cody, she wasn't really about the family. And then this is where Cody thanks her for coming into the family, but now he has to piece together the mess that she made. And you could tell the other wives right at this point are like, hmm? Whoa. And in a talking head, Mary is kind of like, I know he's talking about her too. He's talking about me. And she reflects on the family and how she had a lot of troubles with Janelle because she came in so soon after her and Mar her and Cody got married. And then Cody brought up the idea of bringing Christine into the marriage to fix it like a Band-Aid, which, uh, of course, does not work. It's like a child. You don't bring it in to fix your marriage, and you don't bring in a sister wife to fix your marriage either. Remember that. Maybe get a puppy. Uh, no, don't do that either, because if you break up, well, that's not good. Um, and then, you know, Mary goes on to this point, which funny. She says that she was young and she wasn't fully mature. Just like Christine wasn't when she was 21 and married Cody, you know? So it's almost like she wasn't the same person she is now. Oh, it's almost like when people grow up, they, like, change and, like, maybe their values and the things they want or, you know, the things they thought they wanted with people change or the people they were with change. Wow, what a concept, huh? And back in the conversation, you know, Cody is now on this whole thank you, you know, thank you, next. And he said, you know, thank you for ripping the Band-Aid off, you know, so he can realize now that it was always about him and not, like, and not about the family, like, you know, she bamboozled him into believing. Again, I'm like, you are such an asshole to say this to the woman who literally sat at home and raised your fucking kids for years. All of these bitches' kids. Yeah, I said it. And Janelle says in a talking head, this is a low blow. And Christine was all about the kids. And Janelle says, you know, what's the point of staying miserable for decades? Like, I don't understand why all these people are, like, doing this to her. And then Cody continues saying, thank you for staying and now thank you for leaving. 
the fuck? He is such an asshole. And then Robin, in her mind, she's just happy they're talking. Because she believes there's always a chance for a miracle. Uh, I don't think Christine wants to get back it, uh, with Cody here, honey. I think she's fucking done with his ass. Um, but of course, Robin is like always in denial about this. And she just assumes that there's always hope for anything. And, you know, like Christine could be walking down the aisle with a new husband. And Robin will be like, there's just hope. I have this hope. I believe in miracles. They'll get back together. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Cody tells Christine, don't respond. Just soak in what she says. What he just said. Okay. Uh, and we hear from Christine in a talking head. Of course she loved the idea of a family and raising kids together because we saw her for 17 years do it. And if she didn't love her family, she wouldn't have stuck around miserable for so long to try and make it work. And she explains to Cody, like, if they don't have a good marriage, though, that's an important part of plural marriage. And she brings up this concept of the spoke like the wheel, the spokes of a wheel that they talk about in plural marriage. And, you know, each wife is a spoke. And what if, a, if a spoke is broken, like, how are you going to keep the wheel working, baby? I keep saying baby. I'm sorry. Anyways. Um, and, you know, we get more talk about the big picture. And Christine is just a big, a small part in Cody's big picture. And Robin is a much bigger part. Let's be real. And, you know, Cody is saying he's happy it even lasted this long. Like, now he's becoming just an asshole and be like, oh, whatever, thank you. Thanks for coming, thanks for leaving. I'm glad it just lasted this long. Ugh. It's like he doesn't understand why he's upset about a divorce. He's just feeling upset because he thinks you're supposed to be upset. And he literally said, he's like, I don't know why I'm this upset. I think it's just because I'm supposed to be. And like, are you a, are you a robot, sir? Why are you just upset because you think you're supposed to be upset? I think you should be maybe... I I don't know. Whatever. And, um, you know, him and Robin's kids are just so slighted and shunned. And, you know, he takes this as a rejection of him and his wives and some of the children. He doesn't feel rejected for Mary or fucking Janelle or any of Janelle's kids. He feels rejected for Robin because Robin's hurt. That's all he fucking cares, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you know, and Cody continues more about how Christine has just been running her mouth to everybody and saying all these things about him, that he's a bad husband and that she's been in a loveless marriage, loveless marriage, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, <laughs> this idea, Cody is so paranoid that people are, like, talking about him and that they're, like, doing this thing to make him seem like the bad guy and everyone's conspiring against him. And even Christine says, like, no, the kids really don't want to talk to me about this because it's hard and they know it's, it's, it's like, difficult to talk about. And in his mind, he's like, no, that's bullshit. You've been running around. You've been in these streets telling these kids I suck. He knows it. And Cody asks in the, the conversation, he's like, why am I so upset? And Janelle is like, you're grieving, Cody. And she's like, I've never seen him like this before. And Cody equates this to being an investor that poured his everything into something. And it didn't work out. And then in a talking head, we see flashback pictures of him and Christine. And he says, I did everything. I kissed her. I held her hand. And it wasn't because I was in love with her. It was because it was my duty as a husband. 
that right there, Cody, is why she doesn't want to be married to you. Oh, my God. You weren't in love with her? What, is she supposed to see that and be like, oh, he's right. He was just being a dutiful husband, not a loving husband. And I just need to accept that. What is he expecting is going to happen from him saying things like that? So then Cody decides to open the floor in this conversation to the rest of the wives for them to essentially take their shots at Christine. And Cody looks right at Mary and he says, you know, like you, you look like, you know, the whole world. You're, you're the mouse that ate the bird, which is another weird Codyism, like knife in the kidneys. And Mary in a talking head says that she has a lot of thoughts, but it's really not her place to say. So she just kind of like responds to Cody with this weird laugh and like plays it off like, I have nothing to say. What do you think I'm going to say? And Cody says he usually knows Mary's tics and like she is spilling with emotion in this conversation. And usually that drives him crazy. But right now he could really be using it to defend him. And she's not. So, of course, it's not useful. (laughs) he's such a dick and you know cody in his mind is saying that he's drowning in some deep water and he's just looking for someone to help him out aka shit on christine like that's all he's wanting right now is to be like all right you go you go you go tell her how much she sucks tell her how much she sucks like and even mary who sucks and is kind of a bitch is even like i don't have anything to say (laughs) um You know, and then Cody is like, well, this is pretty much the last conversation we'll all have together about this. You know, your house sold, you're moving next week, so I can't be the only one with something, saying something here. And Christine's like, you're not the only one talking right now, Cody. It's like, clearly you aren't, but you're just not listening because I've been talking. (laughs) Um, You know, Robin has already said her piece and looked like a fucking idiot, so she's out. And, you know, she says she'll do better another day and... She's kind of crying and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, Cody mentions in a talking head, it feels strange to be going through a divorce while also being married to someone who's loyal like Robin. Oh, well, then isn't Christine just doing you a favor by leaving you so that you can be with your loyal wife? Like, isn't that what you want? God, (laughs) I swear it's like, fuck you, Christine, you're leaving me. But fuck you, Christine, because you weren't a loyal wife. So what is it? Whatever. (laughs) Um, And, you know, of course, Robin is crying and saying she's mourning. You know, whatever. Christine validates her. You know, Christine is a fucking queen and says, no, you're right. You're right. It is hard. And Cody says his his emotions are pathetic. And he's frustrated. Because, of course, in Cody, it's unmanly to have emotions. Um, It's unmanly to admit when you're vulnerable especially in front of women oh god could you imagine admitting to a woman when you're sad and he even admits that plural marriage on some days can feel like a trap and uh you know christine gets to get out of it uh and she's getting out of the lobster bucket i don't know what that means do lobsters have a hard time getting out of buckets and it is it a bad thing for lobsters to be in bucket? Well, I mean, usually when you're in a bucket, you're about to get cooked. But that's another Codyism. The the mouse with the the bird with the mouse in its mouth in a lobster bucket. He has a lot of animal uh, imagery going on here. But Christine got out of the lobster bucket, so good for her, I guess. And you know, Cody then blames that this heart, this lifestyle has been very hard for a very long time because of her, and now she just gets to leave. 
And again, I say, well, then shouldn't you be happy, Cody? Shouldn't your life be getting easier now? You can be with your loyal wife, Robin, who adores you and connects with you, like you say. Okay. So everyone is stone-faced silent in the conversation. Um, and Robin then decides to break the silence after a minute or two and says, so are you in a place where you just want to like do your thing and the kids you have a relationship with and the adults you have a relationship with um, you're going to stay close to and those that you aren't close to you just aren't willing to work stuff out from past years and Christine essentially says like yeah I need space for now and of course Robin's crying in a talking head and you know she's wondering if Cody um, isn't in the picture will it make it easier or I'm sorry not picture picture will it make it easier to have a relationship with her and her kids um, okay again Robin making it all about her Christine says she just doesn't see them getting, she does see them getting together for family reunions and having fun together, maybe holidays, that type of shit. And Robin asks if that's the extent of what she wants. And Christine again is like, yeah, girl, that's what I want. Robin continues again, like, is that what you want? Is that what you want? Yes, Christine. Or yes, Robin, that's what Christine wants. <laughs> She's putting up her boundaries and, you know, Robin essentially is like, this is my last bit of hope dying. And then Rob, Mary, you know, with her snarky ass, she's in a talking head. She's like, well, I might as well just leave because she doesn't want to work on anything with me. And Mary then goes on to say she has seen Christine's non-acceptance of Robin and her disdain for Mary herself. So, you know, she says it hurts, but at least she knows where her where she stands. Oh, has anybody not seen uh, your disdain for them, Mary? Because I'm sure you were a gem to live with and never acted non-accepting or disdainful. Hmm. So, this is where we get into it, okay? And I want to just play the audio for you guys so you can hear it and see what this is. Because I, I can't do it justice, doing the he said, this is what, you know. I mean, you got to hear the emphasis. You got to hear the drama between behind this voice, okay? So I know it's been a long episode. You guys have been waiting for this. I've been talking about it since I started this podcast, you know, like since the, the trailer. Um, so let's get into it. Let's hear Cody Brown's Oscar moment. She's treated you like dirt from the very beginning. That's, that's the relationship you have with her. And that's the reason I'm angry. That's the reason I'm pissed off. Is because Cody's now standing up. He's practiced working the stage. I tried to have a really good relationship with these other people. And that's the reason I'm pissed off. That's not true. And it's that's just I did. vomiting out of me. Because I've sat here with it just like Christine. Try and do this. You wanted to re renegotiate a relationship with me. But you wouldn't even have a decent one with them. Oh, it's about the kids. That was the easy part. Man! Just a knife in the kidneys over all these years! <sighs> the sacrifices that I made to watch you! Sorry. Wasted! Wasted! I love that. Janelle's like, oh shit. Okay. Everyone's the stone cold. The is what I've been asking for here. And you are running away rather than being accountable. You're like, I'm divorced. I'm leaving. I'm done with you. You're out of my house. 
instead of actually making the relationships work and trying. If you're not trying to be your best self in this relationship or in this family, then you are wasting your time. Marriage is a call to be better than you are. Total marriage is a higher call. Okay, look, I never tried to treat anybody like crap. I never tried. I never did. But you did. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, I did. Too. So much. I didn't mean to. And you admitted to it. And you couldn't correct it. And now we're sitting here with a broken family over it. And you're like the freaking Pied Piper. You're trying to take the kids. No, that's with not you. even. Okay. She's not taking the kids. I could sit here and dissect everything that Cody has said and give you my point. But we've done this for years. I'm tired. I'm tired. It doesn't matter. It's over. So thank you. Thank you for coming. It was a blessing. Thank you for me leaving. Because now I'm sitting here trying to find the silver lining. I just hope it's a blessing. <laughs> Sick burn. Because she sees it as like, uh... Really? You can tell she's probably just like, and now all you fucking know why I'm leaving his ass. So Cody storms off. Like for the past 14 years, I've just been sucking it up with her. You know, just trying to be a loving husband. And now that she's leaving, I just felt like giving her a piece of my mind without leaving. This ain't my fault. You did this, is what I feel like. I don't care if that's not fair. That's how I feel. She did this. And scene. Beautiful work, Cody. He really... I wonder if he had a scene partner when he was going through that. Hmm. Oh, man. I love... I really recommend if you guys can look up this scene and just the body movements of Cody. And, like, he crouches at one point. He stands up. He's really... I mean, he stands up and walks across the porch. He's really using his space well. Um... You know, acting coaches, if you've seen, if you've watched this, let me know what you think. I, I would love to know. Really, Cody brought it out for that. It was quite emotional. Almost had me convinced, honestly. So anyways, uh, after hearing all that, again, Cody was saying the sacrifices he's made to love Christine, all of this bullshit. It leaves all the women essentially saying nothing. And Cody, like an asshole, gets in his big-ass truck and drives over her fucking yard because he was blocked into the driveway. Oh, my God. Um, and Janelle is the only one that gets up and hugs Christine. Of course. What else did we expect? And Mary and Robin just kind of sit there like, duh. And Janelle says that Cody was wrong and, you know, being a sister wife takes both sides. It's obvious what Cody was saying in his little monologue was about one particular relationship, his and Robin's, and that Christine was not being nice enough to Robin. He doesn't care that Christine wasn't being nice to Mary or Janelle, any of that type of shit. And Janelle tells Christine that was all emotions of Cody's coming out. And then we get this nice little cherry on top from fucking Mary in a talking head. Because, of course, she can't ever say this in person. She can only, like a miserable asshole, say this behind the cameras in a talking head. And she says, 
she doesn't think that was just emotions coming from Cody and that she thinks Cody has wanted to say that for a long time and she's glad he was able to. Huh. Well, I'm sure you feel real stupid now after seeing what Cody had to say about not being married to you anymore. It's like, oh my God, Mary, how about you sweep up your side of the road before you start talking about shit with other people and how much Cody should be telling her off. Okay. And, you know, Mary says in a conversation, she knows everyone has had a conversation about everybody with everyone in the family. And Robin has learned not to bring her frustrations about the sister wives to Cody because she knows that's someone he loves. That's and She's an angel and she knows that she shouldn't be doing that to Cody because that's someone she loves. And then Cody essentially says that Christine has just been bitching to Cody about how she feels about her sister wives. Never anything about them being bad to her. It's always just her complaining to Cody about how she feels about them. So it's always her being the bad sister wife. Um, and so then at this point, Robin sobbily is like, sorry to see you go. And then rushes out and leaves. And then Mary, like a fucking coward, goes scurrying behind her, saying nothing. And, you know, Robin claims in a talking head she's tried to approach Christine, talk to her, text her, and was always met with rejection Maybe she was. Who knows? Take that as a fucking hint, Robin. <laughs> and, you know, Christine also says that she feels like things have been said about her behind her back. And why would she want to be friends with someone who's talked about her, you know, at least right now? And then we get this stupid scene of Robin sobbing into Mary's arms at the end of the driveway. Because, of course, her life has ended. She's been divorced. And, you know, everything is changing so much for Robin. Remember, her and Christine spend so much time together. You know, it's it's really hard. <laughs> Christine then says in the talking head, this was probably the hardest conversation she's ever had, but she doesn't have any regrets that she's leaving. Um, you know, she's ready to get away and move on. And then what I found very interesting is she says, I'm sorry for the mess I'm leaving behind. And gives these kind of eyes. Like, this bitch has already been, like, this is a mess. And it wasn't just me. And you could tell, like, it, just by her eyes that she's like, I'm sorry I'm leaving behind a mess. Like, but that's you guys. Like, I'm choosing happiness. And again, again, it's like, <laughs> Robin sobbing, more of it. You hear her like, <laughs> really, she knows the cameras have followed her and are getting that view. And Mary is sop, like, just lapping it all up, being the hero, the good sister wife to Robin that Cody's always wanted. Maybe they'll crack open that door for her, you know? God, she's so pathetic. Um, so that really ends that conversation. Um, and we go back to Janelle's property. I The rest of the episode really isn't that good. I mean, we find out, you know, Janelle is still trying to get stuff going on the property. Um... You know, they've talked about, you know, moving the RV to another part of the land because it can only stay for four months because of the, all of this type of shit. It's a pain in the ass living in that RV. And we are seeing it. So Janelle has been using a generator for her electricity and heat. Um, and she's definitely going to need electricity, like, established, like, put in, you know, like, in the land. But I guess they can't do that until they have a building permit for it. And, you know, she is pretty much just saying, like, this was a stupid idea for me to move out here, but I want to be out here and get this thing built. 
I want to have something built before Savannah goes into her senior year. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but they need a building permit to get electricity out on the property. And they have to pay for all of Coyote Pass to get a building permit. So, <laughs> back to square one. They need to pay for Coyote Pass uh, before they can do anything. And Janelle wants to keep moving forward, doing what she can. I don't know if it's saving up, whatever. Okay. And Cody is just kind of like, okay, like, whatever you want to do. And what I found then interesting is that Janelle brings up in a talking head that Cody was never really that involved in her housing situation since they've moved to Flagstaff. And he didn't like her first rental that she got, and he didn't like her second rental that was even bigger that she got. Um, this is the one that she lived in before she moved to the RV. And Cody was mad because it wasn't as nice. Hmm. We know that Cody is a little prince. He likes his luxuries. <clears throat> and Janelle says, you know what? He has a house with Robin up on the hill that's really nice. And I have nothing. So I'm trying my hardest to have something here. And I have to stand with Janelle there. Yes, it was a stupid idea to get that RV. But at the same time, Janelle does need something. And it's about time that the family contributes to something that Janelle can have. You know, that Janelle can use to have to help raise her kids like and she makes this point that like she doesn't have any assets in her name except like the coyote pass that she shares with people and stuff so really if she wanted to leave she wouldn't have anything to her name which is kind of stupid hint hint i think she may be thinking about leaving cody mm -hmm. one can hope one can hope <laughs> and we hear the explanation that they bought a house for christine and robin in flagstaff the one christine now has sold and Cody says Janelle doesn't like him being involved with her housing situations because he will disagree with her. And then Robin and then Janelle will just go and do something like AKA buy an RV. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. And Janelle even has admitted before, like she said, she got herself into a very stupid position. You know, she doesn't have an asset with her name on it, really. And she also gave half of the proceeds of her house from Vegas selling to buy Robin's house. And then they also used money from the family money, like family account to buy Christine's house. And so Janelle's argument is kind of like, well, it was okay for you guys to deplete the money for that. So why, when is it going to be my turn? And Cody is now just saying, you know, I needed a place to nurture my relationship with Janelle and uh, Savannah. I can't do that here. So what am I supposed to do? Okay. <laughs> like, and Janelle is essentially just like, I'm not asking for much. I want the family to put money into the land that they promised they wanted to develop so I can build a fucking house. That's all. And I agree. Like, Janelle is not asking for much. Did she need to go buy that fucking RV? No. That was probably a dumb idea. I don't understand the math behind that, between buying that brand new RV, a truck, the work on the land they had to do, paying for the generator. Like, I, that's about as much as a house. I don't know. I don't know. We end this episode with King Solomon and little Ari going back to school in person. So Robin has cut the umbilical cord. No more online. And Cody uh, and her are just, it's their last baby. You know, it was their last kindergarten drop-off for Ari. And it's very troubling how much Cody is trying to mimic Ari's hair for himself. Like, and it's very troubling how much of uh, Cody's mannerisms and how much Ari resembles Cody. 
Oh, that child is almost like a spitting image of him, and that's tough. That's tough. Eh. Anyways, Ari and Saul come running home. Cody, of course, is so interested in about, about their day. Ari's babbling on about some girl she was trying to be friends with, and she didn't want her to be friends. Mentions something about being engaged and having a... It, it just silly kindergarten shit, you know? Um, and of course, though, Cody is just riveted, and he says that he wants to you know, cherish this time that he has with his kids. Where's this cherished time with Truly? You know, your other youngest with Christine, who's at a, a tender age, you know, probably around the same age, a little older than Saul. I don't know, maybe. Let's see. Um, and yeah, it's just more of that. Of course, Cody is so dedicated and just wants to cherish all the time that he has with Robin's kids and then we get some weird flashback. The wives do reminisce on Cody being a good dad with the kids. And it's like, yeah, of course. He was all in the same house with all of you. He wasn't having to actually schedule time. And then, you know, Robin wasn't around trying to suck up all of his time to be with her. You know, and saying you can't be gone for more than multiple days. That type of shit. You know, <laughs> Cody is the best dad in the world. Remember that, guys, okay? And we just, we don't realize it. It's Christine's fault she doesn't realize it. She wanted the man, not the family. And that's what this whole problem became. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow, what a journey. We have gotten through three episodes. That was a lot. I was behind. Um, I'm glad we're caught up now. Knife in the kidneys, that was great. Bravo again to Cody for his Oscar speech. Like, I want to know who his acting partner was. I want to know who he was. Did he watch YouTube videos? Um, how many times did he practice for the mirror? All of that. Like I said before, that was, that was good. Anybody that's an actor listening, anybody in California, I see I got some listens out there. Let me know what you think of Cody's performance. Do you think it was genuine? Um, where do you think he could improve? That type of stuff. <laughs> I know I'm being a smart ass. Anyways, um, I'm going to come back with an episode soon about Love is Blind. The reunion, uh, was a doozy. Looking at you, Zeneb. And whatever the, the sun may strike me, I think... Fuck, I'm behind on also. It's a Potomac. I'm behind on everything. My life is just behind. Let's just leave it at that. Anyways, <laughs> that's all for me. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed this batch of Sister Wives episodes. Again, Cody is a monster. Let's see if he can survive that kidney stabbing of Christine's. And, you know, we'll go from there. <laughs> In the meantime, though, be good to each other. Don't be an asshole. Love you. Bye. Oh, and follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget. This has been a production of Sea Money Entertainment. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures in Reality TV or on Twitter at Advent in Reality.